You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. They just this religious. Surviving our Kelly Register pedophiles. Try to feed all my niggas and spread the chat around. Got a castle in Cali where I quote the Quran. It's a mansion full of gods till I pass the baton. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of To The Max. As that uh, new Ricky Rose big time rides out in the back. Gotta say, he's probably the most consistent person. Most, most consistent rapper in the game right now. Probably probably since the run a hoe, honestly. Or or I'll say Lil Wayne, keep it, keep it closer. That Lil Wayne stretcher, that, that run. But I don't think anybody's held or had, has that longevity like Ricky Rose does. Like Freeway Rick. Shout out to the real Freeway Ricky. But uh dude just gets on beats and rides, never misses. Uh it's pretty impressive, right? His uh let me ask you this question. Whose career would you rather have? The consistency of Rick Ross or the peak of Wayne? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, no, that's tough. Being able to that that is that is tough. Honestly, I would, I'd have to go, huh. I'd have to go Lil Wayne. I mean, there was really, Lil Wayne was hotter than Cristiano Ronaldo. And that was Ronaldo coming off of being on Manchester United, going to Real Madrid, having the world in his palm. Lil Wayne had literally had the world at a, in a, in a, at a bigger hole than he did in, in, in his palms. So I'd have to go with Wayne. But I mean, health-wise, Rick Ross, man's been eating pears, getting skinny, throwing down a catalog that can impress anybody. Purrs, purrs, pears, pear. And then put, I love. And then he has, he's got the cooking video vine where, like, if I don't know if anybody's seen it, but he's eating. He's like, he's been cooking chicken, gets the chicken in front of his face, smells it, and his eyes like go big. And it's been memed thousands, millions of times. But who would you, who would you go with? That's a tough question. It's tough because I think consistency is is always better than like a peak, right? But right. Wayne's Wayne's peak, like you just said, is insane. Uh, with all like the dedications and uh, no ceilings, like it just that run from 06 to you really say like Carter one, right? And then through, um, I it's kind of tough because rebirth's in there and that's awkward, but. I guess through Carter four, like mm-hmm. Carter one through Carter four plus all the mixtapes, like mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a crazy run. Uh, I would I would take that. That that's a peak that I don't know if anyone anyone in hip hop's ever going to achieve again, especially just how hip hop is today. I mean, he was he was a one hundred percent rock star. Lil Wayne was so hot. He had thugs in the hood wearing the wallet chain when he did the rock star when he had the rock star like rock and roll move like no one no, who he, was rocking he had he had thugs wearing like kilts exactly <laughs> like the, the the influence this man the influence Lil Wayne has now or then was the influence that Kanye West wishes he has to sell his stuff Imagine- Ooh, I I don't I don't think that's correct I think Kanye has that I, I, Kanye sold they were selling dirt from Kanye's set from Coachella. Okay, okay, but that's now, all right. I'm saying at the beginning when like Kanye was starting his his clothing and Adidas run, 
if Lil Wayne really put like that same energy, he I don't know, he did like Truck Fit. Truck Fit was still selling out. Um, but I don't is think that, he, is that Macy's, right? I don't know. I, I don't think he had like the full passion that Kanye had for fashion. But if he imagine if he did while he was at his height, I mean Yeezy or uh, Lil Wayne Boost or whatever he would have dropped, he'd be a multi. He'd be a billionaire. Hundred percent. I think he signed a deal with Vans because he wanted to be a skater, right? So right. he had Vans and then Truck Fit. Like Lil Wayne never, I don't think Lil Wayne really knows exactly what he wants to get. He just, he's so good. He can just jump into any avenue. So he's never fully dedicated himself just to one thing, just because he's got that much money. He's dominated the rap scene. He's done rap rock um, collabs. And now he's trying to do Blink-182. And then he comes out on stage like, this isn't my vibe. I'm off. I'm leaving. This might be my last, this might be my last uh, show, which was weird. Oh, is he not doing the, the concert series anymore? I didn't I, know that. I think he's still doing it, but he had that one show in Virginia where he uh, was on stage and was just like, this isn't my crowd. I'm leaving. I don't know if I can do this. And then just walked off stage because his crowds were small, was smaller and stuff. Like a lot of people want to come see Blink-182 and I don't know if a lot of Wayne fans wanted to have that crossover. Who knows? I But that was weird. Weird by him Yeah, when, when this was his decision. Yeah, uh, very weird. Very weird tour combo. But... All right, let's just get into it. The hottest thing everybody's talking about, obviously, it's made its rounds around social media, still doing it. You had uh, the the blogger from Barstool was getting crucified for his take on it. Jason Whitlock was getting crucified for his take on it. And it's talking about LeBron James at Bronny Jr., I believe it's Bronny Jr., at his AAU game uh, as Bronny was coming down, throwing alley-oop between the legs. His teammate, teammate, come slamming the ball down. Bron's on the court. Bron so James. That's, that's not that's not Bronny that is anywhere in the – Bronny's on the bench during this video. They keep going. I thought it was Bronny that threw the alley-oop. No. Are you – I'm pretty sure it's Bronny threw the alley-oop. He's not on the floor. He's dead serious. It's not him. I thought he threw the alley-oop to the kid through the leg. Everyone's, like, just realizing, like, he's not on the floor. Oh, okay, whatever. But all right, the point is LeBron goes nuts on the other end of the court, 94 feet down the court, and running out, just being hyped, you know, for the play because it was a great play. It's a cool play to see in AAU. And then also pregame, you had LeBron in the layup lines uh, throwing down classic LeBron dunks. And then the two hot takes, or the biggest hot takes, were, you know, Jason Woodlock came down and, you know, said, sit your ass down, quote unquote, as LeBron said to his mom in the Celtics playoff series. And Paul Pierce was yapping at him and he told his mom to calm down. Jason Whitlock used those words against LeBron to say that he needed to do the same and sit in the crowd and stop making it about himself and let his kids shine. Sterling, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, first, I think it's ridiculous that people are talking about it the way that we're talking about it. I think on one end, we can make fun of LeBron, right? Because he did a jump. Like, he ran on the floor. He lost his shoe. He did a jump kick. We, we could say, like, that's that's ridiculous behavior, right, at an AAU game. We, we can all say that, We're, no matter who you are, right? On the other side of it, it's LeBron James. He has the the gravity to really do whatever he wants to, right? Like, he's, he's earned that respect. I don't disagree. On, on the – with that respect, right, is the fact that everyone wants him there, right? Every, imagine LeBron James showing up, and you're the other team, and you're 16 years old, and LeBron James is on the baseline. You would 
you would freak out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, and to you're see the him best get player that, in the world. Best player in the world. To see him get that hype, it's not even his son. To see him get that hype is 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 such a cool moment. And you see like the tweets from some of those kids come out. And uh, there's a one story of a tournament a couple weeks ago where this team gets knocked out by Bronny's team. And LeBron walks up to a couple of the kids like, hey, man, you're going to be really good. Like, keep playing. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, can you imagine that moment at 16 years old? Yeah. He, LeBron he, James walking up to you being like, yo, man, like you 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 got what it takes. Like, just keep going. Yeah. Like, Are he, you serious? He said, I wish uh, I was still I hope I'm still in the league by the time yeah. we get there so that we can play together or, you know, play against each other. Um, I mean, that's crazy. To, and that 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 I mean, that, I think that's so awesome. We can also make fun of the fact that he was on the floor losing his shoe and then a jump kick. We can also do that. I mean, yeah, it, it's, there, there's, there's two things. Uh, you know, obviously everybody's making it, you know, the, 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 the point, every, the big, the big story about it is everybody's saying you're coming down on a proud black father, African-American father that's supporting his son. So you say that African-American fathers don't support their kids, but when they're supporting their kids, now it's a problem for how they're supporting them. So there's, well, there's no win situation. That's, that's what a lot of people are saying on Twitter and what it's turned into as well. So you have two arguments going on. You have the, the argument of the parent going wild on the court and then also being in the layup lines if you want to just cut out that fact. But then, like Sterling said, it's LeBron James. LeBron James has earned LeBron the right James. to LeBron, – LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James has earned the right to do that. And like you said, I would be – like, oh, yo, LeBron's in the layup lines down there. Now here's the here's the nuanced thing with it though. It's tough to be nuanced here, but yep. LeBron cannot do that every single game because then he turns into yo man, look at his dad going on. Again, bro. Like, come on. Calm him down <laughs> a little bit, man. Like, it's the championship. I get it. He we've seen him do this in the staples center. I'm just trying to play. Like, it'll hit that point, but if he does it every now and then, it's it's awesome, like you said, because it's it's the best player in the world, just enjoying and lifting up kids' spirits and showing that you know you're you're on the court with. I'm just having fun. We're all having fun. Let's have a competitive game as well. Uh, I do I do see the point that Whitlock dropped of no. like no 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 of just like what you're saying. Like we can make fun of LeBron. I'm not agreeing with Whitlock's takes are just ridiculous and how he frames what he's trying to say. And obviously it gets a lot of clicks, but like, yeah, I mean, if you're running on the court, first off, I mean, no parents should run on the court to sell. I mean, if you want to go wild, go buck wild on the sideline. There's no problem with that. You get hype on the sideline. What do you need to run on the court for? That's just stopping the game. It's impeding the game. But everybody does that now. And I don't under, I know it's AAU games. You see like big dunks go down. Obviously the whole, whole crowd goes wild. It might shut it down for a second, but like, if it's off the court, cool, but everybody just running on the court and it's you say if it's like a you know a ranked game essentially. If you don't know how AAU works, you I would assume Bronny's team is is top 25 in the in the country, obviously, due to name association, and they're probably undefeated as well. So you're going on in a get big game. And if I was on the other team, I'm like, yo, like y'all running on the court, like I could have had a fast break and now we have to stop, and then now we go from a set. And so it switches up the flow of the game. So, yeah, if you want to get a hype, get hype on the sideline, they'll run on the court. But then again, it's LeBron. It's LeBron James. James. He, he LeBron, could, James. LeBron could do things. Other, if it was a regular parent, everybody would be like, Tim, Tim is the 
time we told you to stay your ass off the court. Okay? Stay off the court. It's the kids' game. You had your time. Now stay off the court, Tim. So, so that's the thing, right? We're at this point of, like, people are trying to compare LeBron James to someone who's normal, and you can't do that. LeBron is – LeBron has not been normal since he was 16 years old, right? So Correct. to try to compare him to someone like, yeah, if, if, if you're at your local Y, right, watching your kid play a game and some parent is on the floor jumping up and down, you'd be like, can we either escort him out, take down some of his cat? Like, what is going, like what, what is going on right now with your man's over here, right? Right. It just wouldn't happen. But again, that person's not LeBron James. That person's also not getting videotaped by everybody in the crowd. Right. LeBron has like, it's imagine like Sterling just said, having you've had eyeballs on yourself since you were 16, 17 years old. And you've never, that's, can we, I always give him, I always give him a slow clap to that brother. He has never had one incident in the 14, 15 years that he has been in the league after being anointed the king. Obviously, ego can be wherever that I mean, that just comes with it being crowned like that, but has never had one issue. Yeah, has never had one issue is a is an unreal father. And especially when you see, you know what today is. It's Taco Tuesday. I just like those. I like those videos. I mean, he's a good he's a great he's like he's like made Taco Tuesday. Like it's it's always been a thing, right? But he's made it kind of funny and viral on on Instagram. He's brought Uh, it. I know he is. He's he's also like embraced the fact that he's this kind of corny dad, which I think is cool. It's like he's a corny dad, but he's also wearing, you know, fifteen thousand dollar, you know, shorts. At press conferences and standing up and grabbing his bag or purse and walking out, you know yeah, what I mean. Like, so it's just, like Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder. Viola, Viola, <laughs> it's Viola Davis. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it's it's really interesting. But of course, the thing that happens right into how you started this off is Barstool grabs it. They always try to hate on LeBron. That dude's trash, anyways, right? Like he was cheating on his. I don't even know his name, but he was cheating on his. Pregnant wife. I believe it was KFC Barstool. Oh, she's pregnant with their second son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, um, so he he starts it off right, and then Barstool runs with it, and then like you said, Whitlock jumps on it, and like all these people. Now now we have a a discourse about how LeBron is acting. Really, it's about how we should all be acting at like at sporting events, right? right. Or how parents should be acting, right? Right. And I think that's the biggest thing. And on one side, I think most parents should just be really cool. I know I'm always very appreciative, like. Our father was very, very laid back, like didn't involve himself too much. Uh, and I, also, I think we've talked about this once before, but I think that that helped us, right? I, I look at other kids, parents that were like incredibly involved behind the scenes, all the other stuff, and like they never did anything beyond like the fact that they were put on the team because of those political views, right? Right. So it's really interesting to see that and then try to make like kind of correlations of, of how you should be acting as a parent when you're at games. Right. Like, so at the end of the day, if your name is not LeBron James, do not run on the court. And it will be fun. I mean, it's funny. Like, say, if you, I mean, for a layup line thing, like, hey, let me get that rock real quick. Let me go up here, do that. That's always funny if you know that you're like that parent on the team. But Let's keep it blank. Let's keep it. uh, Let's keep it blanket across, uh, uh, across the, uh, across the, across the field. Sorry, across the court. Uh, don't get in the layup lines either. Parents show up to the games, 
bring the orange slices, bring the Gatorades, bring some extra chalk powder if they need, bring the little sticky pads, you know, make sure there's everything that the kids need or, or the coach needs to have a good game. Let the, let the players play, let the refs ref, and y'all just sit in the crowd and enjoy the game. Cheer, get wild, buck wild, do cartwheels, backflips on the sideline. But the thing That's is, the thing, this is also just a hate of LeBron. Like, there's a video of Carmelo Anthony Center, who I think is 13, 14, don't quote me there. Mm-hmm. He hits a he hits back-to-back threes to win his AAU game, and Lala and Carmelo are on the floor, like, celebrating. No one said a word. Was the game over? No. And he just said back-to-back to hit the, to win the game. I mean, he hit a three to tie the game and came down and hit another three. The team's walking the ball down the floor, and they're on the floor. Mm. Mm. That goes Mellow Lala. That is a the pivotal moment in the it's it's I mean let's flip it. If uh this is NCAA game, you don't have parents running on the court. I know it's less structure for AAU, but yeah, just everybody just chill. Enjoy your kids. Let it go buck wild for your kids, obviously, but just keep it on the sideline. That's that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um Sorry, we got te- I got the text rolling through left and right. I'm just the, the phone, the phone's popping. You ever do you ever do you ever feel like do you ever uh like think your phone goes off and you turn it over, but it's still dry? Like just Sahara Desert. You're like, oh, I thought I thought my phone vibrated. You know what's the worst is like you're you're hanging out like on, by yourself on like a, on the weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, and you doze off off, and it's like 30, 45 minutes go by. And your phone's turned over. You're like, oh, let's see what's going. See who hit me up. See what's popping. See what's going on. Nothing. <laughs> and nothing. No, no memes. No, like, yo, what's what are you trying to do later? Like, nothing. You're just, damn. All right. Well, I guess I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> you know what the you know what the worst is is like you have your group me. You got group a group text going. You send out texts and you're like somebody's got to send something back. And then you just look at group me. Your name like two times, no response in the last hour. You're like, I, I, I know everybody saw it because it says red. So why? So everybody just ignoring me now? Was it? Is, is it ignore Taylor Saturday? That's what we're doing. That's always a tough one. That one hits you, especially if it's you thought it was like a really good joke, and you're just like, well, Ooh. no one, no one co-signs on the joke. No one hits the like. I guess that's, my day is done. That's what made I, I. That's why I like having an Android. So when I'm texting iPhone, iPhone people, you know, I have the Android because it comes across as green and it's not, you know, blue or gray or whatever for the eye for eye messaging. So like, I can't give. Oh, I like that or I love that. You know what I mean? Or a hilarious type. You know, when you double click it on on iPhones now, or if you're on GroupMe. So like, I when actually, you throw, he, it had this girl recently. It was like. I actually have double like two phones. So I have an iPhone for work and then a regular I have a Samsung like you do. And I went to get this girl's number. I I actually just had both phones on me, just kinda happenstance. And um she was like, Oh, I'm not giving you my number because I you have a Samsung. And I was like, oh, well, I have an iPhone. Like, so she literally was like not she was like, I don't want like your my text to show your text to show green. I was like, What? Like what? What is this? What, what type of world are we living in? It's just a phone. Like, what are we talking about right now? It's. I bet you she she had Starbucks in her hand too. Starbucks and uh, white white claw white claw. Yeah, it's the same thing. Starbucks is it? Is it the whole white claw craze? 
I saw this coming three years ago. And I tried to get in with an IPO. Sp- Spike Seltzer was the first thing that I saw. And then they're like a Northeastern-based um, seltzer, you know, Spike Seltzer, seltzer water. If you don't know, if you're not familiar with it, seltzer water, spiked, you get it, alcoholic Spike Seltzer, I get alcoholic seltzer. So I saw this coming three years ago, and then White Claw took off. I think that's like Mark Anthony's um, – I think he invested in it. But that goes with – did she have AirPods in as well? And I, did she have an I, Apple Watch? Uh, yes, the Apple. Um, I don't get that. That's just that's so bougie. It's not that's past bougie. That's 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 got to coin a new term for that. Just like you you see that I have an Android, but you you just don't want to deal with the green text, and so you refuse to give me your number. I mean, people be out here, man. That's, that's, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? I guess it is. I, it, but it, whatever. I'm team Android to the day I die. Uh, so today, obviously, is the end of the MLB trade deadline that came across at 4 p.m. Uh, trades, moves that happened. Obviously, in my area, the two biggest teams you had uh, the big series that just happened this past week was Red Sox Yankees. Red, Yankee, uh, Red Sox fans, Red Sox Nation was looking to see what type of moves Dombrowski was going to make. But I said this before they, they went into that game. That was a trade deadline. That was a trade series. That's what that game was. That's what that whole four game series was. And because they played well, I think a lot of people are upset that there weren't moves because the first half of the season, the Red Sox weren't playing well. And they're still kind of Coros trying to figure out the roster, trying to figure out kind of the mojo. Mookie was in a slump, then he just goes for a boom against the Yankees. I said if they played well and took that series majority or swept, they were going to hold on to this roster, believe in it, and then just try and tweak the roster as they go down because you have the Mookie contract that's looming. And I don't think you want to make any type of deals that you if you don't have to so that you know what you have for sure before you get another hit for luxury tax next year after you after you make this, because he has one more year of arbitration left. But that's the Red Sox. Yankees, I don't think, made any moves. Astros pulled in Granky. Granky? I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, good starter. Zach Grinky. Grinky. Great starter uh, to sure up their lineup. And then their bats are always high. I think the Yankees are going to have a tough second half, though. Really do. Well, second half's already started. But um... – I'm going to go back to one of your points there on the Red Sox in that, um, yeah, it's tough for them to make a ton of moves right now because of their financial situation, right? So they gave Xander Bogarts a ton of money in the offseason. <clears throat> It'll be interesting uh, how the Dustin Pejoria contract is uh, was negotiated, right, with him retiring, what they still owe him. Uh, they've obviously got money tied in uh, to some big-name pitchers. So it, it – for them right now, though, it's it's what can they do in the from a bullpen perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't think they obviously addressed that to the needs that they needed to. The Yankees are in the same boat where they address nothing. They need starting pitching. They need bullpen help. They did nothing. Um, so that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if both of those teams, as constructed, uh, where they go from here. Obviously, the Yankees still have a. I believe the eight game lead. I think the Rays put like a five spot on the Red Sox today. So, um, yeah. you know, 
we'll see. And, and on the other side, right, though, as you go to the National League, or actually, let's just stay in the American League. I mean, okay. what the Astros did is pretty crazy. The the other part of the deal, right, though, is is getting Sanchez from the Blue Jays, right? So getting that bullpen help, you add Zach Greinke. Now you have a three-headed monster, really four-headed monster you, you add in. Were you surprised uh, by that? Wade Miley move? there in the playoffs. By what? Were you surprised at the, by the Sanchez move? No. I mean, the Blue Jays are in a tough position, right? They're sellers right now. Um, I, I think the Astros looked at it as like, we can go all in, go get, a, go get an eighth-inning guy that can, um, you know, obviously bridges from our, our starters. The thing about the Astros, though, is they've got starters that can go deep, right? Uh, Verlander, Cole, Grinky, all those guys can give you seven, eight, nine, depending on the, the outing that they're having. Uh, the the one that you worry about in the playoffs is is Miley, just because he's you know he he's a bulldog, but he's he's a lefty. He's he's really just trying to get you five to right. six innings. So, um, but no, I, I I wasn't surprised by that. Um, how do you feel, or how how would you feel if? You're Yasiel Puig, and you out here throwing hands. Three. He actually, he actually didn't throw hands, but yep. Was he throwing, or was he just? He was just okay. He was just mushing and pushing and mushing, mushing, pushing, mushing, pushing. It's it's the top of the ninth. You're down three to eleven, and I don't I don't know everything that led up to Amir Garrett just going after. I don't know who who we ran after in the Pittsburgh um, Pirates towards their bench, but. Great throw, missed his left hand, and then obviously bench is clear. But that was a brawl, brawl, and I loved it. But yeah, Yasuo Puig was traded what twenty five minutes before that. Yeah, he's traded. He's obviously out of the game because of the trade, and uh, I think that's the cool thing about him, man. He is a he's a fan favorite. He obviously does a ton of antics that are just weird, and you know, like, why are you licking your bat and doing all this other stuff, or not running when you hit the ball to the fence, mm-hmm. but. His talent, and he's backed up a couple guys before on the Reds. Like uh, Derek Dietrich, you know, kind of strutted a couple times around with some home runs and got thrown at, and Puig was, like, right there to protect him. I mean, that's always cool when a guy that's a big-name guy – and at that point, right, when you get traded, like, those guys – not that some of those friendships and things won't last, but, like, those aren't your – that's not your team anymore. And for him to – for him to like stay with him and 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 hang out was was really cool and then obviously trying to trying to take on everybody uh, is always a cool thing to see too. Like I think he's one of those dudes. So I'll think about this last night. Name me three guys over him. Right, I don't know. There's anybody else in the in baseball that I would rather have in a brawl other than Yasiel Puig. Uh, Puig is out there. Maybe CC Sabathia. Nah, I feel like CC can give you a good, maybe four piece combo, and then he he's a little tired. I don't think conditions up with CC, but I do think he will swing. Uh, ooh, uh, buddy for the Texans, Texas Rangers. So. Odor. Yeah, he he was throwing that two piece combo at uh. So I I think about this. I'm yeah. not saying that he can't fight. No, he hit uh, Batista. Batista, yeah, there we go. Not saying that he can't fight, but like Batista had his hands down. It's a good right? point. It's a good point. It was a it was a really really ridiculous slide by Batista. We all get it for everything that happened in the playoffs a couple of years ago, three or four years ago now. All right, 
he takes that really bad slide. Odor knew the slide was coming, and once the slide happened, he was ready to fight. Where Batista's thinking, like, oh, we're going to talk, and then he's going to push me, and nothing's going to happen. Right. So I, I think we give Odor a little, a little too much there. Uh, yeah. All right. So plea number top three right now. Um, he's just so big. Yeah. Who else would I see? Is like I know you got them hands, or I I know you're just crazy enough to really be about that life. Because you don't really you need to be crazy. Yeah, you but you don't really know with the MLB because it always happens every single time. And here they come. The Yankees and the Braves are clearing out the benches. Looks like there's a lot of shoving going on. Looks like everybody's running from right field, left field. Looks like the pitchers and the backup reserve catchers are all running down. Uh, they're standing around first base, and there's just a lot of pushing and shoving going on. Still pushing and shoving. Oh, oh someone's someone's pointing their finger. Someone's uh, just in pushing and shoving, and uh, now it's going to take another 10 minutes to separate this. So you d- you don't know who's really about that. Everybody acts like they're about that, but then they don't really throw hands. I don't know. It's That's tough. Puig's been about it. Uh, who else do we got? I would honestly, he's retired, but I think I think Big Poppy would have been about them hands, like really been about if he. No, because he, he and the Poppy. Yankees, he and the Yankees fought, and like he didn't. That was my thing mean, always that? against like a Rod, like as many times as people tried a Rod and he never swung. It's like, bruh, like, like you what, gotta, you, what you are you doing out here? Like the one that he should have swung on is is when Ryan Dempster like threw at him multiple times that game, and the Yankees were in a tough spot because he'd just come back from suspension. It was really awkward, and he still had ongoing litigation against MLB. It was like, is he should he be playing all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. So it was just awkward, and they didn't throw Dempster out, and the Yankees were then in a tough spot because it's late in the season. They needed the game, and they were like. They warn both benches, so next next person that throws at somebody is out of the game immediately. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, the Yankees are like, "This is BS! Like, you got to give us a chance to retaliate." They didn't, and instead of the Yankees, that's my thing. Like A Rod in that moment, A Rod becomes a hero in that moment. If when he realizes both benches are are warned, is like, "All right, I'm this is on me now." You know what I mean? But he didn't do that because he's outshadowed. So let me let me cross generations real quick. I'm going I'm going Puig one, just because he was crazy. I'm going John Rocker. Can I can I can I do that? Yeah, of course. Can I, I mean he was insane. Can I bring in Rocker on that one? If you don't know who Rocker is, just type in John Rocker, uh, pitcher for the pitcher for the Braves. And number three, Bring it back to contemporary base. Let me bring it back to this era for baseball or this time frame. That is, t- I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My head's leaving it too. Who do you have for three? I'll keep thinking. Um, all right, guys that play now. Yeah, I'd have. Yeah, uh, I actually would take Bumgarner. I think he would. Uh, yeah, I, I. He's just a big country dude. Um, like I said, Puig won. The next one's going to shock you. Okay. But you need some spunk sometimes. Got to have a little spunky. Uh, I think Javi Baez has – and he's got, like, the quickest hands in Major League Baseball. I yeah. think he would 
he would hurt somebody. Javi came through my mind. I didn't know if he'd be about that life though, because he does. He's got that like if you if you if you if you mess with me like if you really try and mess with me, I don't care about being suspended for like thirty games. But but I don't think it's ever. He's always kind of given that look, but nothing's ever ever really happened. So I don't really know if I I didn't really want to throw him out. But that was a good pick. I like that pick. It's crazy. It's um yeah man. Uh, it's it's just crazy. I've I've experienced a couple of baseball brawls, and to your point, right? You get into it, and if, unless you're the person like really in it, or unless someone cheap shots you, you're really just kind of out there. Like, how do I not get hit in the face? And then how do I like get my guy out of here? You know what I mean? Let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, about the craziest brawl I have ever seen. It is. The East Cobb, East Cobb, whatever. What were y'all when this happened? Uh, the Trojans. The Trojans. East Cobb Trojans playing some team, but there was a hard slide in to second base. And this is circa 2004. Uh, I think it was younger than that. I think it was like 2002, 2003. All right. So somewhere around there. And Obviously, young players. We're not. No one's getting paid for this. You got parents volunteering, yeah, and uh, for coaching. And hard slide into second, spikes up. It starts. It's it starts some things. Next thing. Next we're thing. Also, we were also up like fourteen to one. Yeah, embarrassing the team. Uh, you guys are up to the plate, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a hard slide in by a Trojan into let's into the opposing team. And I think shortstop or second baseman didn't like it. Yeah, some fisticuffs ensued right after that. As everybody is throwing down on the field, big boy, let's see. I want to say my mind saying he was like Samoan type size, young, young gentleman, runs back to his dugout, shuffles through the bag, grabs the 32 ounce big boy wood, and he starts. Strolling. This is how you know somebody is serious. He's not running. Oh yeah, he's he, not like, he was frantic. Strutting. He was strutting. calm and strutting. Big boy size, Mark McGuire looking with the bat in his right hand, ready to cock this back at second base and take a Trojan out. And their coach saw this kid running. I think sprints either from behind or the side, but from a diagonal kind of line and just dives, takes this kid out before he can rear back and throw the, and throw this bat down. We would have had a second degree murder charge because yeah. that would have connected. Somebody's dying. The, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And like, if you had, you know how Hollywood shrieks are of like people realizing what's about to happen when they see this kid, that's, that's what, that's what happened. And then he got tackled and you're like, that and then it all kind of calmed because they saw how serious it just got for this fight. Like a kid was taking a bat, metal bat, across the field. Or it could have been, I think it was wood bat actually. Wood bat across the field to bash somebody somebody's face in. I was just like, we need to go. They not there's not it's not enough cops out here. I think there might have been one like security top flight security cop out there at this park late at night for just a uh, random AU game, baseball AU. But that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was insane and just like uh, being in it, right? Like running out there. That was my first one because I was like 14 or 13, however old I was. I guess I was 14, 15. So you run out there and like it's so fast. Everything happens so quick. Uh, I saw one of my buddies like headbutt somebody and I was like, oh, like, 
we we fight and fight. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's real, big fella. Uh, but yeah, like you said, like when I you start separating and then you see the dude out of the corner of your eye walking, uh, it was crazy. The craziest part is like it made the it made the news. It was like the story for at least about a week. Like we didn't play for like a week. Um, pay a couple two parents from our team went to jail. Their team, that kid actually that had the bat, I think he he had charged with something. I forget what. If this, I wish Twitter was around at this point in time. This oh story, my god, this story would have made national news. It would have been like on ESPN outside the lines. Have we has amateur sports gotten too extreme and too high strung for kids to be fighting like this? And then somebody, I mean, you know, somebody's a sociopath if. They are calmly walking. If you see somebody doing something that is point blank, period, crazy, you see them and you're like, in your mind, what this person is doing is 100% crazy and they're doing it calm, cool, and collected. Nah, brother, you got to just, just turn around. You didn't see anything. Keep it pushing because that person is absolutely psycho. Nuts. And that's, I'm glad that kid got tackled. But I, if we'd had Twitter, it would have national news. We could have got a bag though, man. Going viral off of that, you could have, you could have been on Ellen DeGeneres' couch saying, Ellen, this is what happened. Getting free bags, swags flown out to Dr. Phil in California for something. It would have been, it would have been wild. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, it would have like, yeah. I mean, if, if that kid comes out with her in the bat, I think that just ruins every, so many people's lives. Um, so just a crazy moment, man. I forgot people went to jail for that though. That's which which makes it even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. So the to round it out with the MLB trades. Yeah, so I think the biggest move is Grinky. I actually think the, the the team that got the best though, actually, this is not me being a homer. I'm very, very critical of the Braves. I think the Braves Braves got really, really good. Got some good pitching. Uh, the thing that they've needed to address for a long time is their bullpen. They finally did that. Um, quick stat here on the, what the Braves just did. Mm-hmm. Um, the Braves adding Chris Martin and Shane Green to a bullpen that in July ranked 27th in ERA, 29th in WHIP, 29th in Ks against walks, and 28th for – opponent OPS that is um that's huge <clears throat> Shane Green might be was probably the best reliever out there in my opinion right all-star uh 188 ERA I think right now so like <clears throat> yeah I, I think the Braves got really good obviously what the Astros just did was took a team that's already really good you add a borderline hall of famer uh to that mix and then a really good reliever like they're they're in the driver's seat the Nationals got better. The Cubs asking adding uh, uh, Cassianos from the Tigers is pretty big just because mm-hmm. it gives them flexibility. You know, they can take Schwarber out now with, against the lefties, stuff like that. But they still have bullpen issues too. Like they can't get people out past the sixth inning. So it's going to be a really good race, man. And obviously the Giants staying put and then getting Scooter Garrett I think helps their offense. Do they have enough pitching uh, to make a wild card? Maybe, but it, it'll be really fun. How do you think the San Fran crowd would have responded with uh, a trade with Bumgarner if they would have sent him? It's a great question. I, I think it'd been terrible, right? He's he is a cornerstone of their franchise, been a part of all three of their World Series. Um, 
that'd have been tough. It also, it's what's also tough. And shout out my man, Alex Dickerson, right? I think they're at like a 600, 650 clip since he's, uh, since they made the trade for him uh, to get him from the Padres. They're only two and a half games back out of the wild card right now. So it, it's hard to sell to your team like, hey, this is Bruce Bochy's last year. We want to figure out and win and put a winning, you know, product on the field and then trade away your best pitcher and again the cornerstone of your franchise. So let me let me ask a question here. Let's go back to the contract situation that you're going to have with the Red Sox in uh, for next year. Yep. So the overarching question for for the league. Mookie Betts is going to command minimum 330 over however you want to stretch it. Nine. Is he? He's the second best. He's the second best right fielder in the game. And he has and he has an um a World Series MVP to boot. So like he has to get paid. And he's the best player on your team. He's second to Trout. Let's put it that way. And what? If we're I would say go- Cody. I think Cody Bellinger is the second best player in Major League Baseball, and You're behind him t- is Christian Yelich. So I mean, Yelich is unreal, but for what he's already accomplished and what he's done on the field, he's proven what he can do. So I think, I think he's going to command a three thirty, and I think that's what he's looking for. So my thing is, is if he wants something to rival a Bryce or a Trout, they don't have the money to pay that. Is MLB going to hit a point? My question is MLB going to hit a point where you're not going to be able to pay all these contracts. So they're going to have to rework when the CBA is done in 2021 for a salary cap. Like, do you think there's going to be an, a possible lockout because you no. can't keep paying, you can't, you can't keep paying these type of major contracts to these players. So yeah, like, I don't know what Yelich is going to demand when, when his time for his contract is coming around, but it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, you're going to have people paying just being just south of 400 mil. And it's, I don't know where this money is going to come from. That's what I'm saying. I know there's luxury so, taxes, the quote unquote salary cap, but that's not going to, I don't think it really does much, but. But the money is always going to be there, right? And their TV deal to your point is up in a year. And so they get the thing now about, I think that people have to realize about the TV deals is there's actually more money, right? So it's not just regional, channels and Fox, right? Uh, Fox and ESPN dueling it out for who gets the, the, the national games and who gets the World Series. Mm-hmm. You also have all these ancillary OTT services that are now bidding for the rights to either do content around baseball or to be able to show highlights. The zone is a great um, a great indicator of that, right? Where they have a baseball, a nightly baseball show, kind of roundup show that just kind of goes in and out of games and talks through stuff. So you're going to have more of that. Amazon Sports is getting into stuff. Facebook Live uh, uh, broadca- does broadcasts of games. and they'll, they'll Yeah, so when you have multiple people vying for your service, right, for either, either like I said, Amazon Sports, Facebook Live, uh, we're going to see other channels, right, as they launch their apps as well, how that impacts it, right? So Fox, Disney – all these are going to have separate apps moving forward. Like how does that also play into the, these contracts? It'll be a really big thing. So to your point about, does it change contracts? I mean, we just had three guys make, you know, our two, let's say two, right? Mike Trout just got paid. Manny Machado just got paid. Bryce, uh, Bryce Harper just got paid. Like I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. 
I just don't know if the Red Sox – here's my thing, right? There's always a ceiling or like an expiration date on guys that are under six feet. I hate to say that. It's just kind of the thing, right? Look at what happened to Pedroia, right? Discrimination. Start mounting up. Discrimination. I'm not discriminating. I'm just saying Mookie's one of those dudes who's – he's a freak athlete. But look at Tim Lincecum. Tim Lincecum, you're like, oh, he's a freak, right? He's so athletic. He's, he's wiry, small. And then as the age gets you, like your, your body just – it's just kind of natural, right? And, and we just haven't seen it really in a lot of sports outside of maybe Drew Brees – people like that that have long careers when they're under six feet uh i don't that's not hating that's just the real uh, thing it's it's hating it's hating you're going down the gm path if you're six give me give me somebody that give me somebody that's been under six feet in baseball that's that you've been like oh wow like they played until they were 42 um what's his name with the uh compact swing for the for the Astros, I just I have I have his name right in my head right now. Craig Biggio. Yeah, you got one there. Uh, I think he's right. Oh, I thought he was like I thought he was like five ten. So you got Craig Biggio. Let's 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 keep it rolling here. No, I can't use that because he was two way. Neon Dion is only like six feet or like five eleven. Dion's like six two. Dion is six two. Yes, he is. He like six foot, maybe five eleven. Um, all right, no, Craig Beecher was the first one that came to mind. Uh, da, 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 da. No more Garcia Parra was maybe what six two. Yeah, he flamed out just his injuries, and maybe that was because he was doing things to his body. I mean, uh, so the only person that I can come up with off the rip, but that was fast though. Let's let's give me credit for that. That was. You asked, I, I gave it to you in under five seconds, but Craig Biggio is the first No, player. it's a great one. I, that's a great one. Listen, and that's a Hall of Famer, right? I don't know. I just – I don't know if the Red Sox feel like they need to pay Mookie Betts, actually. I'm going to be very honest. And look at they, – they have okay. Okay. Chris Sale tied up there. Somebody will give him a contract, right? Your question was about the Red Sox. Someone will give Mookie Betts a lot of money. Right. I don't know if, I don't know if the Red Sox will. Well, that's what I so, – because I asked that after, after transition from Bumgarner because if you trade Mookie – Obviously, I think Dombrowski is probably out after this year anyways. It's just kind of his MO. But you trade or do anything with Mookie that he, that isn't having him coming back as a Red Sox, um, you're going to have a revolt by the by the fans. But you're, you're one year removed from a, a World Series title, so you never know. You might have a little bit of leeway. I just think there is you, you're going to hit a precipice with these contracts before the CBA – um, because I think players, I mean, to your point, how you were saying you have veteran players that are sitting out or that sat out in the first half of the season trying to get signed. And if there was type, I don't know if there was a salary cap or some type of work to where you don't have to worry contract contractually too much about bringing in a, uh, Craig Kimball or something like that. You don't have them just sitting there out there on the free, on the free agent market. Players are asking for it. Contracts might naturally take this and have these paths cross. So that's what I just think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a trendsetter. I saw Bitcoin back in 2013 and I was like, let's buy it. People thought I was crazy. Look at me now. I'm still broke, but look at me now. I, it's uh, I it's definitely it. interesting, right? Like 
I, I also think what Major League Baseball needs to do is to extend what they do from a 40-man roster perspective, pay those guys more. So to your point, now you've got kind of like the MLB does with two-way contracts. You've got a little bit, a little bit more leeway to like bring guys up and put guys. You mean, you mean the NBA? Sorry. What did I say? MLB. Yeah. yeah, NBA. Yeah. So and, just just more flexibility. Yeah. And on the TV contracts, I think it's it's with the hope that people buy it with the fervor that they are, um, kind of asking for you know watching football or just having sports at at the ready but then like when the sports or packages are at the ready are people really pulling the trigger so you're you're hoping that whatever you forecasted and projected um people follow through but like they say in the matrix or, or what i think is the matrix people are smart but you know humans are smart but they're also stupid and irrational so you can't truly predict um, I think it's the matrix, but yeah, you can't, humans are unpredictable. So therein lies the biggest issue. You see what I'm saying? Because you'll have all these packages. I don't know if everybody wants to buy these packages and then it's going to end up being like anyways, where, oh, you can buy the ABC, you can buy the Disney package. And then once you get the Disney package, then you get the Fox sports package and you're like, well, essentially didn't then they're going to be like oh we can package all this up for you under one under one uh we can package all this up under you for under your one umbrella and uh that's going to be blah 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 and it's just like that's just that's just regular tv what we have now so it's like we're cable cutting and then we're going to come back to tv packages so it's going to be super weird um just don't know where we go from there everything everything's trying to like figure out all these ways to make more money here but we're all just going to end up right back in the same spot that we're at now anyways uh, no, I know I lost you for a second. No, all I was saying is, is you're gonna they're cable cutting so much to say to offer you all these packages. You know, buy the Disney package, buy the Fox package, and then you hope that everybody's gonna buy these side packages, do Hulu, blah 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 blah. But then someone's gonna come along and say, hey, we we got all we got all your five packages packaged under one roof. All you have to do is use our service, and you have everything at one click. And that's just called regular TV. So it's just really weird what what's about to happen. I think it's stupid, but um. It's all hoping that everybody will purchase because they're showing the interest that they will that they want to purchase, but will they at the end of the day? And that's what you hope will pay for these extra contracts. But I don't think that's going to work out. That's just my thought about it. And we just got to wait and see. It'll be interesting. Like, take Disney, but, right? If you, if you have kids, you're going to want the Disney app. Uh-huh. And then it's that'll be t- tied into what – ESPN Plus does in some ways, so they're gonna be like, "Oh, just an extra two ninety nine, you get ESPN Plus." It's like, "Oh, uh, I can do two ninety nine. but then you got Netflix. Netflix is now fifteen dollars, so now you're at four ninety nine plus two ninety nine plus fifteen ninety nine, plus your internet package. And then you're like, you know what? I also need like live TV, so let me get Hulu, right? What's Hulu? Twelve ninety nine. I have no idea. It's it's everything's just gonna get ridiculous because. I mean, I'm just going to be that. Let's just start our own company, Mac Umbrella. That's what it'll be. Matt, it'll be MU. So it'll be a sexy MU. We can get somebody to scribe, scribble that out for us. And what we'll do is we'll package up all your other packages so it's under one roof. And then with that package, you can now watch everything packaged up for you formally and just under one click. And now you can watch all your stuff all well and good. It's But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But that's the hope for paying all these contracts. Uh but you know who did just get paid? 
Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. Is was that shocking? Like he's not better than Julio, right? He's not, but what that does though is that puts pressure on Author. The the Falcons have been blessed with Julio Jones just being just a straight up dude. I want to play football. We can handle this. I trust that you will respect my wishes and we can get this done. And uh, he'll get paid. I think they're going to have to rework it because he just did that one-up deal before Odell Pet got, got his big money. But it was smart for him to do that because obviously the market's going to be ridiculous for a wide receiver now. <laughs> and if he didn't do it when he did do it, he'd be behind the eight ball because he's an older receiver. So um, I don't know where our money's at for the Falcons, but he'll get he'll get a, a large a larger guarantee to the extension that he just did. But do I think Michael Thomas really deserves it? I don't know. I really, I really, I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's tough. I was thinking about it. He and if you look at his stats, they're they're crazy, right? He's got more touchdowns than Julio does. He's got more reception than AB does. Julio beat him in yards last year, but you look at their them over the last three years. Michael Thomas has been statistically a better receiver, but a lot of that is the way that they run their offense. I mean, the closest person in receptions to Michael Thomas last year was Kamara, who obviously is their running back, and he had 41 less catches, right? So the ball is not spread, but the ball spread around, but Michael Thomas is getting the bulk of those catches, especially as they go vertical and, and those those kind of mid to, to long range routes. Um, it's tough. It, it, you know, good for him. Uh, we'll see if oh, that pans out for them. The yeah, always secure the bag. And I, I'm not trying to shake it or, you know, um, portray it as if he's not, doesn't have talent. But what, in the playoff game versus, yeah, versus the Rams, he was essentially shut down because he's a bigger receiver that can hit the slot, but I don't, he doesn't have the same quickness, obviously, like Julio does. He's more of a strider, uses his length. He's great in the red zone, great near the goal line, sorry, great near the goal line with his size and being able to go up and get the ball. So, uh, yeah, he's just a good receiver. Good, good that he got paid. He's the second highest paid player right now in the league. So, good for him. Uh, Julio will get paid. Um, I think you wanted to talk about who would, who do you want to have as your quarterback for the last two minutes for a two minute drive? Who are, who are your top two QBs? I mean, obviously, do we just take Tom Brady out of this conversation? Yeah, you just take him out. Everybody knows Tom Brady's. That's the number one. Okay. Who Tom are your Brady's other two QBs? So one of these answers is going to shock people that know me because I hate – I just – I don't like this person. But Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson to me are the two I think you want – you want them to have the ball with two minutes left on the clock. And it's you got like one timeout, whatever, and you got to go 75, 80 yards. That that's who I want. Uh, it's crazy. Russell Wilson can look terrible for three quarters, and then it's like the fourth quarter, you're down ten, and he just starts making throws. It's 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 pretty unbelievable. He does. He start. He's he lulls you to sleep as if he's not really a scrambler, but Russell really is about that life. He is a scrambler. And starts getting out of the pocket and then starts going against his uh, body, throwing cross field, making these throws that you didn't think that he saw or lanes that he didn't, that you didn't think he saw. And then boom, starts orchestrating a drive, brings you down, either get you a field goal. All right. I will say the number one QB I would want if I'm, if I, if I need a field goal, not a touchdown, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Hunter Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We said it at uh, uh, we said it at the same time. Let me tell you. You, you, you need a field goal. Exactly. 
that boy will get you that. Sorry, that man will get you a field goal in a heartbeat. You need to get to the 40. That man is money in the bag. Hey, money in the bank. Let me tell you. 100%. Never, now, never lost. Now, if he needs a touchdown, it's a totally ooh, different story. Ooh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm calling him. I don't know if I'm calling him for a TD. That's the only thing. No disrespect. I would. This is going to sound bad. I know I'm a Falcons fan. I call up Drew Brees. I got. I was gonna say Drew Brees and uh, maybe uh, Drew Brees, probably Aaron and Aaron Rodgers as my top two. I hate to say it. I mean, but you gotta give credit where credits due. I mean, Brees is ridiculous, and there's just there's just a few QBs or just players in general. Whether if that's NBA, can't really work for baseball because it's really a team sport. Uh, NBA and uh, NFL, where you're just like, if that person has the ball in their hands consistently enough, this is bad. I am nervous as, for the other team because they're gonna, they're guaranteed to make something happen, something special happen. Yeah. And those two players, whether Aaron Rodgers getting lucky, just throwing up hail mary passes, and they're getting caught. I don't know if he knows what the secret is or the magic to that. Russell Wilson orchestrating the two-minute drives, and then then they should have ran the ball versus the Patriots. Obviously, that's the running joke. I mean, everybody should just run the ball, Falcons. Yeah, we call that the the Clay Thompson Award, right? It's like when Clay gets the ball and he's open, you're like, that's – I might as well start going back on defense, right? And that's kind of how you feel with some of these guys. Like, you give give Aaron Rodgers three minutes, you're like, oh, we lost this game. You give Phillip Rivers three minutes – we probably lost the game, right? Like that's that's how you feel with certain guys when they get the ball in those situations, which is kind of cool. That's some, I'm excited for football season. One of my buddies we were talking about it last night. Like it'll be, it's so wide open again. Obviously, if you exclude the Patriots, right? If you don't even think about the Patriots, it's a really really wide open season with some of the movement and, and quarterbacks that have, you hope that have gotten better. Teams have gotten better. It should be really really fun. Yeah, who are you going to go? All right, so you have that first tier, first caliber tier or whatever of QBs. Who are you going next with orchestrating a two-minute drive? So if my first two, again, excluding terrific Tom. Yeah. Tom. Tom Brady's number one across the board for all this stuff. So if you're listening, you're like, why aren't you saying Tom, Tom? Like that's, we already know. Tom Brady's number one. Uh, yeah, so my my, ne- my first tier, my first two, right, are, are Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. My next two are Drew Brees. Uh, I'm actually going to put this dude in there now. Like Mahomes to me is like, if he has the ball, like he's going to, he's going to put you in position to get a touchdown. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And his arm is so good. You can run some different stuff for 60 yards and he can get it there. Obviously very easily. I agree with that. Sorry. I had to take a drink. Take a sip. Uh, I agree with that fully. Um, Pat, I was almost going to have him in my first tier, but he's too young. I wanted to give him some time. He's 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 he's, he's still sophomore year to me right now. I know he was able to come in on the back end of that that one year with Alex Smith, but uh, yeah, I, I got him down there. Uh, so Mahomes and not going to like it. I don't know if this is going to be a popular pick, but he's. He's been doing it and doing it for a long time, and he's <laughs> both ways because he's got eight kids. Philip Rivers. 
you get you get the joke. I said no, that was a good joke. It was a good joke. Doing it for a long, yeah. So uh, Philip Rivers, though, he doesn't get the credit that he that he deserves. I know he's he's West Coast and they don't have the fans like they should for the Chargers. I mean, they they have the fans, but they moved. Stupid move. But puts up numbers. Obviously, with the LT year was the best year. I don't. They should have won a Super Bowl, but yeah. he gets it done. He really does. Um, they kind he kind of has the the uh, the Bengals kind of curse a little bit of losing in the first round, but he can orchestrate a two minute drive. Yeah. I feel like every time I wake up from a nap or I watch red zone late, it is Phil Rivers with the ball with like 30 seconds left on the 25. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the country boys out there trying to sling it, but it doesn't make sense to me while we're with the chargers, why they won't, just go ahead and pay Melvin Gordon. I mean, this is a league-wide question, right, about running backs is how do you value them? Right? And I guess we can put Ezekiel Elliott in this conversation in conjunction with that. Like, the Patriots and other teams have shown you the Eagles when they won their Super Bowl. You don't have to have a top name or a top salary running back to win a Super Bowl. And if you start running those numbers and understand that, like nothing against Melvin Gordon, I think he's a great player. Ezekiel Elliott is a great player. The t- so let's start with Melvin Gordon, right? Is that team worse if they like how much worse are they without him? Maybe a game, but can Phil Rivers make up that game? Probably, right? I, but I I think we saw it though, and that's why I think he has the right to demand this money right now. That's two yeah. different things, right? The, he can obviously demand it, like he. He, his play has earned him the right to do that. Yeah, but all right, but he went out late in this late in the season. Austin Eckler stepped up and was getting it done, but then Austin Eckler got hurt because he's not a he's a he's a great complimentary back because he's a scat back can run it in between the tackles, but you use him in the passing game more so than you would Melvin because Melvin can be in the passing game, but it's consistent that he can hit it in between the tackles. So when you have a running back that's smaller and you're using him to switch up uh, the style of play and kind of keep it either spread out a little bit more, you're overworking him. He gets hurt. Now you're like, oh, I see what we had with Melvin because Melvin really is a three down back. But it's just what your scheme that Wisenhunt wants to do. You can bring in Eckler and switch it up. So I think with that him going out and then the troubles that they had with Baltimore in the playoffs, because that should have been an easy game to win. If you let's let's be honest, it was. It was a no. It wasn't. You know, they, stop. That was they, a that was a struggle game for them. They the, they were up by what three touchdowns, and then you know they start playing a pre-bit defense, and it becomes different. No, they they, they no stop. If, if Joe, stop. all right, all right, all right. First off, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson had a rookie game. Obviously it's his first playoff game. You had, you had it schemed out where they had, they're running like four plays. So defensively, yeah, you can look really good, but they didn't separate them themselves that much from the, from the Ravens. Well, hold on. Like you're, you're diminishing the fact that the Ravens defense last year was top five, right? So let's I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. My point is because uh, Mel- Melvin just got back, I think from that game, but he's not a hundred percent healthy. I think he's just trying to push through it. So I'm just saying you see what you have when you have a very healthy Melvin Gordon. But that is another thing. He does get hurt. He's only had one healthy season, fully healthy season. But I think he's proved where, what you can do with and without him. Listen, I, I agree. I, 
I would pay him. I also think there's numbers out there that say do not pay him. Now, the tough now, this is a different conversation with Zeke where Dak Prescott with Zeke on the field is a different quarterback. I think his percentages are 67% completion percentage when Zeke plays and 48% when Zeke does not play. Like that is that is a massive drop off, right? Yeah, it that's is. why it's like that's why it's like if you're Zeke Elliott, you you hold out as you you honestly if you're Zeke, you want to hold out until the season because you're like, okay, I want y'all to watch this man without your boy in the backfield, and then and then come to me after you watch a game in that game or so, and then now we can talk contracts. So here's my thing with that. I don't know off like off of what you're saying. I don't know if this year that impact will be the same with or without Zeke because of two letters. AC. AC. Thank you. Took it out my mouth. Amari Cooper completely changed that entire team because Dak Prescott, good quarterback, but can miss by like a foot or two, but you're missing. <laughs> he's, he, he's okay. <laughs> but with him missing by a foot or two and Amari Cooper already has a foot of space. Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league at just creating space. So that's why it was so perplexing of why uh, Derek Carr wasn't hitting him. I don't know if it was the scheme that Gruden brought in, but for some reason they just didn't get him the ball after his rookie season. And then you saw he's running a slant route and the DB is three steps off of him as a quarterback, that gives you the confidence. Like if I'm missing a little bit, I can take a little bit off. I can be a little bit more accurate. I'm not to put as much zip. And then next thing you know, they go off. So now it really doesn't matter who your running back is. And I know having Zeke there, it just, it can, it completely takes this offense. It's probably the number three offense, two offense in the league. I'm not giving the number one. I think the Falcons will probably be number one, but. Uh, Over the but, Rams. Yeah, I, th- I think the Falcons are going to be the number one offense. I do. Uh, I just, but we can get into that. Um, so I don't know if Zeke can command that money now, especially with the off field. Jerry, Jerry Jones has this played out perfectly because he's been, Jerry can come into the meeting and say, Zeke, there have been multiple times I could have kicked you off this team. There could have been times I didn't stand up for you to the league. But I'm here. I want you to be here. But this is going to be the line in the sand, and this is going to be a hard number. Maybe we can fluctuate by a couple hundred thousand. But you are not – I can't give you for your past discretions. I know you haven't been convicted of anything, but this is what the number is going to be. And also the production that you had with what's-his-name here, blah, 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 blah. We're going to be a happy family. You're going to have money. It's not going to be the, the top dollar money, though. And I think Jerry Jones wins. Jerry Jones is winning in this moment. Here is my rebuttal to that is if Zeke is not their game one, teams are going to load up on Amari Cooper and make Dag dump it off to Witten and whoever. Kobe's is not there. Like I don't even know who their other guys are. Alan Hearns, right? Yeah, Hearns, Tavon Austin, and uh, da, 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 da. Um, why no. do we still act like Tavon Austin's a receiver? No, because it, it just helps him spread the field. But no, you had uh, the buddy boy out of uh, Colorado State that's going to be a hell of a receiver. I can't remember Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup coming into year two. Oh, you're right. Really, you're right. 
So right. you have Gallup, Amari Cooper. It's going to be a tough combo. Gallup kind of reminds you of a uh, youngish Michael Irvin. I'm not saying he's at that level, but has the same type of body type and speed. That Michael I was going to say Miles Austin, but. Miles Austin. I don't know. If, no, he's he's like a Michael. But he, buddy can catch. He's got some speed to him once he starts oh, striding. Miles Austin had a few years there. I'm not hating on Miles Austin, but I, I see the bigger comparison with uh, Irvin. So you have Gallup, you have Austin, you got Hearns, you got Amari Cooper, you have Alfred Morris. So you throw Zeke in the mix, it's just a bonus. And then you have the best O-line in the league. That's the other part, right, is is that's a, the other tough part from a contractual standpoint is the O-line has been amazing, right? Even though Zeke's got great patience and hits the whole well and all that stuff, like that offensive line is ridiculous. So uh, we'll see. Uh, listen, I still think – we'll see. I, I still think Dak is a very, very average quarterback. Even yeah. with Amari Cooper, to your point, right, he gets open. If he's one-on-one, he's getting open. But I actually think there's another part to this is – there's some guys they want to pay. Your former uh, roommate, Byron Jones. Big Jones. Shout out. Our former guest as well. Friend of the pod. Uh, and that's tough, right? So it's they Jerry Jones has to make a decision. Do I pay a do I pay a young budding corner, right? The money that he deserves, or do I pay a running back that I can maybe replace? Uh, Byron, I think, is definitely going to get paid. I, th- I think the pecking order goes Zach Martin. Because he's going to be coming off of his rookie contract. Yep. Uh, he's he's probably going to be the number one. He's he's guard. He's a guard, right? Not tackle. He's a guard. Yeah. He's a guard. Uh, Zach Martin's going to get paid. Probably will be the highest paid guard in the league. Uh, you go from Zach Martin. You still have the other rookie contract on the right side, so you're fine there. Um, they paid. They, the, they paid the center. They paid. Yeah. So then you're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. You're going to pay. Byron, you don't have to worry about the other corner yet because he's still in the rookie deal. Byron's coming up on his fifth-year option. Yep. And um, here's, a, here's a good thing. He's not uh, – I don't know what Sean Lee's contract is, but he gets hurt way too much. So I don't. I know they well, love him. That's why Van Der Esch is there. Yeah. So I know they love him, but I don't know what they're going to do. They probably might give him about a dollar, so who knows. But It's his and, last year. I think it's, it's his last year contractually-wise. I also think it's his last year. Yeah. And then you come back to the other side of the ball. So it's going to go guard, defense, then Zeke. Zeke is in the third. The third. But the media is going to make it seem like Zeke's the number one priority, which he's not. Well, he's making himself the number one priority because he's in Cabo right now. Uh, he's holding out. Melvin Gordon's holding out. And somebody else is holding out. That's why you respect Julio, the best <laughs> receiver out there. He in camp mm-hmm. doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was just giving you. I was giving him behind you. I don't. I don't know why you stopped. I was. I, thought just, I had nothing else. That's all I had. Julio, this is a Julio appreciation appreciation minute. We got one minute for Julio. After what Sterling just said, he's a he's a man that just brings his work pale with him to work every single day. Doesn't take breaks respectfully, you know, whatever, shows up, doesn't complain, just plays ball, trusts the organization that they're going to handle, knows his agent's going to handle, says, you know, I ain't going to have the, the, the shenanigans that everybody else has. Let's just get out here. Let's play some ball. Atlanta fans, we need to cheer this man. 
you need to at him. Just say, Julio, thank you for being you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. We see it. We appreciate it. Even if you, because you ain't, you ain't saying much, you know, you don't have to be that type of big personality to bring in big personality type media coverage for yourself. We go to the max, got you covered. That's why we talk about you like this. So everybody, if you can just go appreciate Julio, if you're a Falcon and, and non-Falcons fans. I mean, we can appreciate Tom Brady for being great. So let's appreciate everybody. Appreciate Julio for just being the, the all around type player that everybody asked for. Just a player that shows up, knows he's going to get paid and then just goes to work, does what he needs to do. And then is 10 toes down for his team, literally with the unreal sideline catch that should have won the Super Bowl. But we ain't going to talk about it because it still hurts. It's one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Ever, ever. 10 toes down. I'm thinking we're going to be running through the streets of Atlanta. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to run the ball. And it's like, you know who you got against is Tom Brady. Like, what are you doing? Why are you still trying to be cute with it? Because you're one foot out the door? No, Kyle. This is to make Atlanta the non-laughing stock of the USA. We were in front of Cleveland. Then Cleveland won with the Cavaliers. And then now we don't have anything since 95. It's terrible. It's terrible. But – digress don't even even st louis now has a championship it's like all right exactly and hockey what are we doing st louis had their hearts ripped out by having the rams leave and then the blues come back and bring it and bring the joy back to the city why can't we have we almost we had it we uh, good gosh (sighs) just makes you mad first time i went full fan mode and just get my heart ripped out it's tough it's tough. I made a joke the other day, and I actually said twenty-eight to three. That's how many times I've heard that. Uh yeah. I will still wear my Falcon stuff proud, though. I don't care, man. I don't care. Do it. Do it. ATL, born and raised. Support the team to the day I die. That's how. That's how it's gonna ride. But that's a. But we want to appreciate the man, Julio Jones. Um. Huh. I think we'll, we we got to see what happens in sports. I mean, it's all kicking up. You, everybody's getting their fix in for football. Obviously, red zone packages are being paid for by the minute right now by everybody so that they can make sure that they have their goal line packages ready. Uh, red zone, obviously, red zone packages whenever they get in the red zone, it flips around. Best Sunday viewing. College uh, football is kicking up. Everybody, teams are going back into camp. It's just a good time period. And then we're going to have that one magical week, baseball football and basketball are all going to be played at the same exact time. And it is a beautiful time for sports. Oh, it's amazing. I you, love you, either, you either don't leave the bar or don't leave your couch. Exactly. Whatever one you like to do, just you just sit there. It's glorious. I absolutely love that week and can't wait for it. But we appreciate everybody supporting us. Uh, it's to the max. We see you.